Hello, and welcome back to another episode of International Immersion, a podcast that seeks to capture the combined experiences of people, culture, places, traveling, current events, living abroad, and everything that comes along with them. For today's episode, we have kind of a special treat as uh, my friend Anna, who I previously did a podcast with about U.S. and Japan, similarities and differences in work, culture, so on and so forth. Today, we have the honor of talking with three of her other co-workers who are also um, from Japan, and it would be great to see collectively what they all think of some of the concepts we previously discussed from the, each of their own points of view. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome you all uh, onto, the, onto the episode today. It's great to have you all. Hello. 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 So to begin with, I'd like to go ahead and introduce everyone. So Anna, it's great to see you again, but uh, so whoever has to go first, you guys can give yourself a little introduction, a little bit about about you, where you're from, and what you, and your current profession, and whatever you'd like to say. Okay, so let me let me go first. All right, hello, my name is Hiromi. I'm from uh, Hiroshima, Japan. I moved to uh, US in 2000. So now, I guess this year will be uh, 21 years to live in New York. My background is uh, the, uh, I used to work at a travel agency in Japan. And then the, I met my husband, who is an American, who is American. And then the, we get married. And then the, we moved to U.S. Uh, that was 2000. Then uh, we, I, we actually oh. live in California about five years and then uh, we moved to uh, Tennessee uh, 15 years now. So I work at uh, uh, some Japanese uh, manufacturing company. <clears throat> and then I'm uh, some uh, part of management uh, position. And then uh, I have three children. They actually are grown. Uh, one a college student and then two are high school students. So my uh, earlier uh, stage of the, the uh, U.S. Uh, living was actually uh, more focused on, you know, for my children, my family. But now I'm kind of shifting because all my kids are grown, so I'm more focused on self, uh, going to gym, and trying to exercise more for my, you know, thinking about my healthy and my future. You know, right now it's kind of difficult, but actually I like to go to travel and then uh, eat something different different culture, different actually country foods, and then uh, just, just explore, not only Tennessee, but uh, some other uh, cities. I, I would like to actually go to see uh, different cultures and then, you know, meet some people. But anyway, yes, I'm honored to be here. And then uh, I'm really looking forward to actually having some uh, conversation, uh, these this ladies and then the Sean, and then uh, hope we get some feedback from you guys. All right. Well, it's great to meet you, and that's quite quite a story, and I'm sure we'll learn more. Thank you. Well, it's kind of hard to top that, but <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Mari. I'm originally from Japan, uh, Hukuoka, southern part of Japan, so I'm just like you guys. I was a weird child growing up. I somewhat felt unfit. Uh, being in Japan and I was always interested in foreign cultures more so than interested in Japanese culture so it was always my dream to come to the States um, to study English mainly and uh, I came here in 2002 when I was 18 right after Japanese finishing Japanese high school when I first came here, um, it was a quite a bit of culture shock. Um, I felt the first thing I felt was everything was so flat. No tall, cool buildings like New York City, for example. Um, I studied for four years in a college here in Jackson. Um, and then I graduated, I got married, and I went back to Japan for two years. I taught English to kindergartners for two, these two years. Um, that was so much fun. But I missed living in the States, so I came back. And 
I'm a mom of two and I was a stay-at-home mom for three years, but my brain was melting from not <laughs> contributing to, to the society as an adult um, rather than just being a mom. But then actually Hiromi-san found me here and uh, that's how I started my career here. And uh, my daughter is 12. She's a difficult tween. And uh, my son is 10. Uh, he's still adorable. I love them dearly most of the time. Uh, <laughs> I think most parents will share that sentiment. Yes, most of the time. Yes, yeah. So uh, I like being active. Um, I instruct kickboxing, I try to run and stuff like that. Um, but I am super excited to be intellectually and culturally stimulated. And uh, yeah, that's who I am. Well, that's great and interesting, quite an interesting story. And yes, going from Japan to more of the central United States is definitely a bit of a switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be a short one. Um, <laughs> hi, my name is uh, Key, and I nicknamed the Key. You know. I live in States about 14 years. I was uh, working in Japan as a nurse to 33 years old, and somehow met my husband and got married and moved to the States. I was 34. Uh, somehow I met, no, in, Mari introduced, no, 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 some Japanese teacher in the college introduced Mari and somehow I ended up working here. But I'm a part-time worker. I'm not full-time, but I'm just, for the first time working, in the state, so uh, I'm running. I have the many experience and having fun. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay, it's my turn. And uh, again, uh, I don't know if you listened to a previous podcast. That was me. I talk about different culture between U.S. and Japan. And I'm back again with this three lovely lady. We have a lunch club every day, and we're talking so many things when experience different culture and country shop things and having fun. So to compare with this other three lady here, they all living here for so long for 15 years or more in the US, uh, having American husband. Uh, me, I'm from Vietnam and I have Vietnamese husband. So definitely my experience is very different. <laughs> and also I live here only six years. So I'm still in the discovery stage like what is right, what is wrong, what is different, what is same, and still have a lot of um, difficulty to overcome, but still I'm enjoying too. So about me, I, I work and I live in Vietnam until I'm 19 years old and I went to Japan um, to go to uh, Nagoya University for study culture exchange. And then I came back to Vietnam, I have, um, business. I work with Japanese people and have been so much fun. I work hard and I love it. And I have uh, one is a business that I do consulting business with all the Japanese company. If they like to come to Vietnam and open the business or office, I help them and I really love it. And I never planned to come to U.S. until I had my husband. He really liked U.S. and he liked to study here. So together all separate, I have to decide. So decided to move with him and then came here six years in a row and still don't know if you like here or not. <laughs> I still miss Vietnam so much and miss Japan too. Maybe I'm a little traditional Asian woman. Here uh, I got a job in this company and work with this three lady here and uh, I'm doing business planning which is making sales and this, uh, budget and cost planning with all their with the for automotive industry company. I think that's it for me. Thank, thank you guys. It's it's kind of neat to see like we're we're all you're all of your all four of your backgrounds. Where are you from and how your life's progressed? You know what you have. You know you're all and you know your your experiences and you know growing up one place now living in another and in your case I don't you know kind of you know three places Vietnam Japan now the U S so 
that's got to be very interesting because a lot of people here, you know, they spend most of their life in the U.S. or most people around the world, they spend their whole life in one country and never leave. Or if they do, it's albeit very, very briefly. So I'm looking forward to our discussion phase. So going into our discussion phase, uh, this is where we're going to kind of go into like work differences and different aspects of the U.S. versus Japan. So I'm sure there's a lot that can be said here from all four of your collective experiences. So first and foremost, like in general, what would be like something you could say, like in a nutshell, how would you maybe describe like working here versus back in Japan? I think uh, here it's more casual mm -hmm. compared with Japan. Uh, like of office environment or some communication to the, uh, even my boss, uh, I can actually uh, uh, communicate with with my boss here, very casual. Mm. And then uh, we can actually, you know, joke each other or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we actually greeting, you know, and also maybe this is because it's a Southern uh, part of US. <laughs> so uh, it's a very, very warm, you know, everybody very friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, if we have any eye contact, we say hi, you know, so everybody polite, but Japan, very more structural it's it is uh not so much casual uh communication especially with my boss uh so uh, i think that's a very big differences uh between japan and then here uh, you know which way uh which is not i mean you know which is good which is not bad which is bad it's not just more like uh to me here is more like a like a friendly mm -hmm. environment that thing mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you bring a good point there because I've noticed from doing business in Asia myself, it's, there's much more structure everywhere I've gone, with kind of mm -hmm. how, the, how there's more it's more hierarchical. Yes. Whereas Very here cool. it's like my job, you know, my boss. I mean, he's so casual. I mean, I mean, you definitely you definitely got to get your work done, but he's very casual. Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially when you guys understand that the way we actually send the email in Japanese <laughs> to Japanese. You know, our parents' company or Japanese people, we got to actually, I got to think about, okay, I got to time to, okay, the com com company name, mm -hmm. what division, to mm -hmm. who, Mr. Who, yes. or Mrs. Who, this is, you know, Hiromi with this company. Uh -huh. and, uh, like? yeah. yes. <laughs> you can't go straight to the topic, yes. right? <laughs> you have to go through, yes. So yes. a lot more formality, you can say. Yes. yes, yes. And then, yeah. uh, you know, it's very, very, I don't know, we cannot just, you know, as Mari said, uh, uh, we cannot just go straight topics. Right. Right. Yeah, very indirect and formal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it takes forever for me to form an <laughs> email in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> that way, show respect. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, to co-worker or the boss. Yes. Mm -hmm. But in here, we don't think that's necessary. Sometimes we just say, just just need to say one sentence when you want. That's it, instead of having the pages in Japan. Right. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed too, like is that people here, it's like they're definitely sometimes you need formality, you need, you know, order and structure, but a lot of times it's just like I need the information, just go ahead and send it, you know, just be direct and blunt. You know, it, it's definitely a situation by situation, you know occurrence but much more blunt and direct and sometimes i get emails from overseas and i'm just like whoa <laughs> really break down everything yeah yeah well very polite i mean that's that's what i can say that japanese mm -hmm. uh, email uh, communication very very polite oh yeah de definitely i would i would say that and that leads us into our first main topic which we've kind of already touched on and that would be communication methods because i tend you know like kind of going off what you've said at least in, the, in my experiences in the U.S. workforce is that people are very direct. You know, there's not, and people say directly what they mean. If I want something done, I say it. You know, they're polite about it, and it's definitely more casual. But would you say, like, uh, overall, the different types of communication methods that you've experienced here, are they, like, in line with what you've already said about Japan, or are there other elements that you can kind of go into from the, based on the four of each of your perspective or experiences? I always find it so interesting that even though we just said that our communication is polite, right, in Japan, professionally, however, based on my observation, because it's hierarchical, 
what your boss say is everything. So the order that comes from your supervisor or your boss can be extremely direct. And over here, I find the communication between the supervisor and the associates very friendly. And actually, I find it indirect. Um, words like, could you do this for me? Or whenever you have chance, can you send this email to so-and-so? It's coming from the boss to the subordinate. But in Japan, when it comes to the communication from the boss to the subordinate, I think it's way more direct. Um, it's, it's almost like the way they ask their subordinate to do is like, do this, get this, come here at this time. So yes, so even though in general, Japanese communication is very direct. I see. So that's interesting. You kind of going off where, you know, here it's very indirect and casual, whereas in Japan, there's that culture of maybe like of uh, politeness. But sometimes, as you mentioned, it's very blunt and direct. If I want something done, especially from the higher the the higher the order of, in the, the company can be very blunt and direct, as you mentioned. And then now, of course, I'm, I mean, it was my experience. Of course, you know, I worked in Japan uh, about over 20 years ago. So uh, maybe now it's maybe a little bit changing mm -hmm. to more like an indirect type of a communication. Uh, but still, uh, I can see there's some uh, little bit differences uh, between the US and then the Japan communication. Okay. Well, um, completely different field of work, so I'm not really sure. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I see. so what I have, yeah, just uh, a little bit more additional to what Hiromasi-san said. Um, what I see in here, I really enjoy, and actually, I had difficulty from the beginning about small talk, like. America, before we want something or we ask something with other person, instead of saying, hey, uh, I have this work, can you get done this by when and when? Uh, no, it's going to be, how are you doing? Um, how is your children? How is your work? How is your life? How blah, blah. Sometimes for the first time, I feel like, oh, it's a waste of time. Even I care about them. But if I'm talking with them about those personal stuff so much and I enjoy so much and I forgot, I, I will forget my, my, my question, working question. So instead, why do we just directly go to the work question? But sometimes it's not work that way. So I learned that I have to facilitate. Like sometimes we get too close together, we can directly get by work. But if someone not really talk too much, we have to get to know them first before we can actually work with them. Yeah, that's definitely something that's very, very you know commonplace here. Although it, I've, I've, my own experience, I find it really comes down you know, on a person to person basis, some people you hear are still more just like, you know, very blunt and direct and don't really want to do that. But that's, but that's more of a personality issue or more going into those elements. But yes, that's generally one thing that's very commonplace here. You know, people are very big into small talk. And I've noticed, you know, that sometimes for some people can be like, oh, this is different. Okay. <laughs> so kind of going off of that. So would you say there are any like, you know, email of email, phone calls, uh, messaging apps, like what uh, communication methods would you say are more preferred? I think in the US, email is kind of everything. <laughs> but I feel like in Japan, like face-to-face -face communication mm -hmm. is still the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. Because oftentimes I, I, over here, I hear like, oh, I emailed you. I CC'd you on this. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just because you CC'd, you know, me on something, that doesn't mean the communication is completed, you know. It's so one way, you know, but it's convenient. Sometimes I feel like I'm here and then so-and-so is right over there, but we still email each other, like, instead of walking to the desk and actually talk about it. Yeah. From experience that I have is sometimes I actually combine both. I email them and I also come and talk with them. That way, remind them more and explain more background why I'm asking those questions. So the email part, it actually like an evidence, like mm -hmm. remind someone don't don't forget about this mm -hmm. because in in America, people not really like just just talk. People normally prefer in writing. So writing is something like evidence. Oh, I communicate with you. So right. now you say you don't remember. Go go back look for it. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think for a lot of companies, it also they want the paper trail. You know, they want everything to be down so they can see if anything happens, they can go back and look at it. But I personally, I think that face-to-face communication is the most productive in getting things done because there's, you know, writing can only, you can interpret writing in so many different ways. Whereas face-to-face conversation, there's, you know, there's speech, body language, et cetera. It's more, I prefer it as well. But generally, a lot of people here definitely prefer email over face-to-face communication. So that's, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you guys there. Because I know another thing, like, especially in recent years, I know things like Microsoft Teams and, and those types of uh, uh, those types of software become very commonplace. You know, where I work, we use that all the time for messaging, messaging each other, and it's it's definitely formal, but it's also a great informal tool. It's like, hey, what, what time are you going to lunch? Oh, I'll cover you for this. Blah blah blah, things like that. So that's kind of taken you know some 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 element away from email, but I think it really depends on the company and what the uh, the structure in the kind of the employee body and how it's structured. Mm-hmm. That actually become new normal now when it COVID start, like the Zoom and Teams. That's what we normally using. Before with Japanese company, we always prefer to be like meet in person. So many times when we just have a meeting, people come down from the north to the south, just have a meeting one or two days and come back. But now team and zoom something like that actually we use teams that acceptable and i think that's a more effective way right cost saving (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. teams is nice because you can use it both as an app on your desktop or laptop and also on your iphone so you can use it on the go and that's one thing i like about it you know from my own experiences but yeah yeah you can't really talk about anything without talking about covid if it involves at least the last year (laughs) unfortunately So kind of moving on, so that so you guys have given a little bit of a uh, kind of a synopsis of you know, communication methods compared. Now this is probably the big one. How would you guys define business culture between the two countries? I know it's kind of a quite a wide wide range of things that can be contained in this, but I do think it's something that can be very interesting because every country has its own business culture, which derives from its society, culture, history, etc. Right. Anything more specific, like, for example, which area that we would like us to talk for uh, about? I'm sure we have a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I know it's a wide, a wide ranging question, but I guess to start with, you could maybe talk about like, um, maybe like the company structure, you could say. Company structure. Uh... Or I could say, you know, every company can be structured and there's certain ways to structure companies, which kind of goes beyond, you know, culture, societal bounds, but those elements definitely can influence maybe how things are set up, how much authority is in each, at each level, et cetera, that can vary. I think there's a global standard for all the company you have a S corporation, C corporation, LLC, and all those things. So legal things, uh, Japan and US is the same. The only thing different is I think in US company and Japanese company is how things get a report and what authority that you get. have. Like Mary said earlier in Japan, boss is everything. They just only follow what boss says. They're like your immediate boss. So that means if Mary is my boss, I only can report to Mary and then Mary reports to Mary's boss. But in America, maybe we can have a cross function like my supervisor, my senior manager and president at the same meeting and we can talk like more freely what the idea instead of like we already have a consensus like in the meeting in japan so those kind of things i see so in japan it's it's very black and white you know chain of command who you report to who they report to where in the u.s there's that but also you have more flexibility in who you can report things to or discuss things with you could say right yeah i, de- I definitely would agree with that Maybe it depends on the case. Or, yeah. yeah. I think in general, this might not be just the business culture, but in general, I think the individualism um, that can be seen in the States, um, it actually shows um, because we are Japanese manufacturer, our office is actually open office. So there's no cubicle. There's no walls between anybody. Even, even the 
president you know of this company doesn't even have his own office so everybody works in one huge it's like a studio apartment right everybody works without any privacy but i think in general americans prefer having their own space right have they, having their at least their cubicles so that you know your business is not everybody's business so i i find that americans cherish privacy and individualism very much so, more so than, much more so than Japanese business culture, I think. I definitely agree with you. And I know most most people I work, that I know, they either work in their own private office or they have a cubicle, but rarely do they have like an open office. Maybe if it's a new startup or something up and coming when they when their you know funds or their abilities are limited, but once they kind of get to a certain point that, yeah, the individual definitely, definitely shows. And it also kind of goes back to, a lot of elements of American culture and history, but yeah, that's definitely something that I see all the time compared to, mm-hmm. compared to when I've traveled. Mm-hmm. And it's like the idea of personal space, things like that. Because <laughs> right. right. yes. I travel with some people from the U.S. and you know, like they, they, you know, in crowds, they just kind of wigged out because they couldn't handle it. And I'm just like, sorry, guys, you can't get around. Like, I need my personal space. And it's like, sorry, but there's no personal space here like it is back home. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe uh, not. I don't know, but um, but based on my experience, uh, like uh, U.S., we talk a lot of uh, family uh, about family about you know some small talk that you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then in Japan, I and mean, in the business, you know, when I work, not so much those small talk, but after work. Yes, we actually go out, you know, mm-hmm. with my coworkers, mm-hmm. my boss, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, usually after work, okay, let's go eat, let's do something, mm-hmm. you know, but in here, uh, after work, we don't pretty much just go home, <laughs> do your own thing, yeah. Yeah. not actually, uh, okay, let's go eat and then uh, do something or, you know, let's go shopping with, not like this uh, communication uh, we don't have here. Maybe because, you know, here, uh, I'm not sure the other big city, they do, uh, you know, more more variety options across the world, but uh, I can see some differences about how actually, uh, I guess, just a small talk, communicate a little bit about the family, family some, some stuff, my personal item, but not deep, mm-hmm. I guess, conversation. Uh, but in Japan, it's actually, if we find somebody who actually, uh, you know, coworkers, uh, you know, trust each other, mm-hmm. we actually have a good time with them uh, after work. Yeah, I actually enjoy that too. I have coworker before, mm-hmm. like the girl just sit next to me. And every day after work, we, can, we went to a, coffee shop or something we drink and we she even talks to me everything about work relationship about love about <laughs> personal thing like like we not talk too much but if once we talk we'll be very deep personal so that's why no we don't talk so much in japan uh you and in the office side uh, you know during working hours not so much deep conversation about the personal stuff uh so but uh, after work you know maybe private time we, we got actually learn a lot of stuff uh and then maybe now change because I'm of course married and then I have kids, so I don't do like that what I used to be when I was single. But I don't I don't see so much actual differences. Uh, even though even even my I'm single, maybe I don't go to uh, so much you know every day go out or do like that stuff. So I think no, that's a I think that's a very vivid like difference because my work experiences. Yeah, I mean my coworker coworkers I've had basically you're very friendly, you're formal in the office you do stuff but once you leave the office it's like there's nothing more at all unless you maybe are close to one or two like i have one coworker i'm close with sweet chat sometimes outside of work hours but that's really about it but with others never and but i find most people have their own sets of friends they hang out with that are not at work and there's not like that at work it's like you know like as you guys are comparing to Japan, when you're at work, it's like everyone's just focused on the job, getting things done. And afterwards, let's all get together and have some fun. Whereas at work, it's more those two are kind of together to an extent. And then afterward, there's nothing more. Now, granted, that can vary based on the company, the company's culture, et cetera. Like I know some jobs, like they have like a work, kind of a staff appreciation dinner or something once a year or twice a year. But those are, I think, are the main things. And other companies may have more, but it really depends. But definitely 
there's not that here like there is in Japan or like what I all seen in Korea. Mm, yeah. Which I personally think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just over here, I think it's clear separation of personal and work life. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. much. It's very, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty, <laughs> very stark difference or there's a very strong line drawn. Right. Like in Japan or even Vietnam, I only make myself available for work. Not just me, but other people too. Like, it's okay to text me after work on weekend if you have a work-related question. Mm -hmm. But over here, I actually have no one call me <laughs> as a work like after weekend, even I'm, it's okay to bother. But with the American worker, they're gonna be like, what? Right. It's how, rude. How rude. I, I have my PTO, you know? <laughs> yes. Oh, that is so true. And let, the only time I would do that, like if my boss or if I'm sick or something came up, hey, you know, not to bug you. And you always add that, hey, I don't mean to bug you on the weekend, but hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to be in the office, blah, 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 something like that. But yeah, it's right, very exactly. rare that you do that. Yep. The only yeah. exception would be maybe if you're on a, on a business trip and it goes through a weekend or something, that's different. But <laughs> yeah, people here would take PTO like day off, sometimes whole week. In Japan, if people take three days on the road, they will feel guilty. <laughs> That is so yeah, true. Yeah. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Even there, there is an unspoken rule about yeah. how many consecutive PTOs you should take. Right. Yeah. Even though it's your right. You yeah. know, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, it's, it's more something. like personal right is more yeah. pri uh, priority or mm -hmm. somehow in here, that's what I think. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so a, people, yeah, people here are very staunch in that, you know, and mm -hmm. I know sometimes people take a week off and they're just like, I'm taking a week off. Don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like like you people here say, I'm going to take my kids to the mountain or somewhere because the spring break in Japan. What are you talking about? We have this thing coming up in due date and things, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there is a assumption that to, in Japan, you know, work comes first. Yeah. Yeah. So and your family comes first. Right. Which right. Is, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Although, you know, I, I think, you know, both have their pros and cons, but I mean, just from my personal opinion, I think that, you know, your family should always come first because that's, I mean, family in a way is everything for a lot of people. I mean, it should, uh, it's a, probably the most important group you have, mm -hmm. you know, and, but at the same time, you know, work is important too, because you have to have a means to provide for yourself, but, you know, there definitely has to be kind of an order, but I think that that could be our, that could be a whole other discussion. <laughs> exactly. I think that's how you approach it though. Like in, instead of like, well, I'm about to take two weeks off, so I don't really care whatever, you know, it's going to happen next two weeks. My microphone dropped. Bye, you know, <laughs> or like, hey, you know, in advance, I prepared these, these, these things for the next upcoming meeting. So while I'm gone, you can do this and that, you know, just how you approach it, how you leave, you know, the office. Oh, it, yeah, exactly. It's, I think it's not a matter of what you do. It's just, it's how you approach anything. If you know exactly. you're going to go on vacation you set up some contingencies right. or just prep. And I think that that shows a lot of respect and appreciation right. to your coworkers. Exactly. But hey, I'm not just dropping things and going like, yeah, all you guys, bye-bye. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. And also I think, you know, like you kind of touched, you know, another element of the business culture. I think, you know, I think there's much more, maybe you could say ceremony and like uh, tradition in Japanese companies versus here in the U.S. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ceremonial. Like we we like all these like formal events. Yeah, you know. I work part time in Japan in a hotel. Well, that's the events place. And one time I saw someone retire, and because he devoted his whole life for that company, mm. so company decided to make very big party for him. Mm. And at the end of the party, everyone's like hand, hold hands together, and then that person will go through that door, like uh -huh. make human uh -huh. art. Like, yeah. Right, human yeah. art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really emotional that time. It's like, oh, okay, this is what people should appreciate for one person spend whole life for the company. Yes, we Japanese people are corny. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
<laughs> I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't say corny, but that just sounds that's very sweet, in my opinion. You know, this person's devoted their life to this yes, company, and then they're rewarding him because they, they appreciate yeah. his contributions and his service. Right. I think we're more a little more like touchy feely when it comes to like sending people off or welcoming someone, mm -hmm. you know, because like I felt like recently, like we, you know, we had several members mm -hmm. who've been here for decades, you know, decades of they're dedicated to work here. And then and they, they, they just kind of left. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah casual leave we uh, yeah we, we we do have some small celebration well say just small cake or something yeah uh, but yeah. someone really uh, big contribution that we're gonna write like having one small picture with everyone's signature in it and good luck for your next life <laughs> yeah something like that yeah but japan definitely they make more formal right right yeah bigger gesture for sure yeah I know like for a lot of companies, they do have retirement parties or send offs, people who are gonna retire or, you know, like if someone's gonna have a baby or something, you know, there's like, maybe like they'll, they'll get her a card, like, hey, congratulations before they go on maternity leave and things like that. So there's definitely that, but I think it just varies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then maybe uh, one thing, of course, uh, Japanese, I guess, culture, once you actually uh, start the job, uh, pretty much, you know, maybe now, nowadays, actually, people actually transfer to other companies. Mm -hmm. But I mean, before, once uh, starting this job, usually they actually keep working until retired. <laughs> yes. yes. It's and then, like, yeah. long commitment, yes. just like marriage. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah. here, if you get any that opportunity, okay, transfer to another job, transfer to another job, and then move up to the different careers. But uh, so that's why, uh, uh, you know, the people who retired in Japan, maybe people, the, a lot of people know So I guess the relationship in you know, in co-workers, uh, uh, people who uh, who work at the long, uh, the company, uh, we really respect them a lot mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, because so dedication right for the company and then uh, he devote his the, you know he or her life mm -hmm. for the company so uh, that's why so big deal the people who actually retired in Japan uh, here is of course you know a lot of pe many people still I mean same situation but uh, I seen that a lot of people actually transport the company and the company to actually more focus on their careers uh so uh i think a little bit different the uh, uh people i guess people work with the person or you know and how actually celebrate the, the retired people and of course de depend on the, the company size mm -hmm. how many people work there uh, mm -hmm. so uh yeah, that is definitely a, a, a one thing I noticed, especially among younger working professionals in the U.S. Is people jump jobs much more, you know, often now because I know a lot of a lot of people they say they're lucky to stay in one job or what for two years or three three years before they yeah. move on. And but I do think that certain types of positions they don't lend for long term long term stays for their employees just because of what they're more starting positions or I think it just depends on a lot of factors there. But I do think a lot of people that get into position, they'll give it two years or they'll give it maybe not even that, and then they'll move on when they get something better. So there's not, mm -hmm. I would say people here don't have as much like loyalty to a company. You know, it's more, I'm gonna, this is a first job out of school, I'm gonna get some experience. Okay, this is not what I want anymore, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whereas, very flexible. Yeah, whereas in the yeah. past here, it definitely was much more like you were describing where people would stick with one job for, you know, maybe, Half their working career, their entire working career, you know, get a retire, get the pen, get a pension, and go from there. Whereas today, pensions are really much, I'd say, extinct to an extent. So people mm -hmm. definitely move around a lot more, and they're very or don't have many, don't have much, uh, con, don't have as strong of a connection to where they work. They're just like, oh, better off from and move on. But that, but it, it just depends on the person at that point. Right. So we need to Americanize, Americanize that part. We are working too long. <laughs> <laughs> One company already. Yeah. yeah. 
And that kind of leads into another, another point that we can discuss. And that would be how like the company benefits and restitution systems work between the two countries. Mm. Restitution. Restitution. Like, because I know, like you know, depending like in the U.S. Like, you know, since I work in the U.S., I can I, I know how companies or different types of companies can you know what the what they'll pay their what they'll pay what their salaries can be, what the position types pay pay what, what retirement benefits do they have, health benefits, things like that. And mm-hmm. I know this can definitely vary from country to country quite quite broadly. Well, I could say that the, the of course, uh, health insurance is very high in here mm. you know we have to have medical medical insurance we have to pay a lot uh because in japan actually government we you know not so much uh we don't have to pay so much right and, right uh, medical fee is much cheaper than here the company cover too yes right so uh uh i don't i'm not sure about tax size i don't know taxes how much actually differences I don't remember. Yeah, I I became an adult in America, so I have no idea what it's like to be an adult in Japan. So I can't answer these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll go over one by one. So every country same standard health insurance, retire. So over there we have Nanking retirement, and here we have 401k. Um, so that's your thing. Yeah. I think the yeah. is more like social security. Social security. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And I, so, I understand yeah, our company actually shifting more for 401k for the uh, retirement. Right. Stuff I think around. in Japan yeah. now you can do 401k type yeah. of investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the four, like in the US, the 401k has been like, has kind of replaced the pension in many cases. Like, right. like yeah, it's the new version mm-hmm. of that company. Even a lot, even a lot of like low level jobs, they'll, they'll start a 401k for someone. So it's pretty accessible at most levels of the, you know, in the job market here. It's just a matter of how good they can be and, you know, how much you can, the companies contribute. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And as for the, ta- as, as for taxes here in the U.S., you know, there's federal tax, but also the state tax, state taxes are different. I know like in Tennessee, there's no income tax. In Texas, there's no income tax. Whereas in Illinois, where I'm at, there is an income tax and same with Missouri next to us. So all those factors play in. So, you know, and Illinois has a higher tax rate. Usually in the U.S., the more liberal the state is, the higher the tax rate is, whereas it's more conservative, it's the lower. So like maybe kind of going deeper, like do you guys have a preference from your experiences like between like this kind of like, you know, the compensation and retirement versus here in Japan? I mean, I can clearly tell definitely Japan seems a little, I dare I say better, not maybe not better, but it's less expensive than in the U.S. since we're still more of a privatized healthcare system. I mean, there is the government option now, but it's still facing a lot of <laughs> criticism. And mm. when I work in Japan, I don't really pay attention that much for the tax and health insurance because mm. all that HR actually do it for us, and we don't really have to do tax return like every year like we do in America. Right. Yes, right. So yeah. that's and that's a very interesting thing because almost everyone I've met from overseas, they don't do their own taxes at least. Not that I've met, but in the U.S. you have to do that. And a few of my Chinese friends are like, "What? You'd have to do your taxes?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and they're like, I'm "Like you guys don't like no, our companies do it. They don't trust us with that." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. But in uh, health insurance, I don't know why America is so expensive for the medical fee. Mm-hmm. Like in Japan, probably same with Canada, but maybe better system probably. Like we go to the doctor, don't have to wait for so long appointments. That's it. Maybe waiting 10 minutes and go there and you can get to see doctor with every like maybe $20. Instead, in here, even well, depending on the plant that you have, like for me, with high deductible plant, I have to pay a full amount, maybe $120 or $150 for just one visit until I meet full deductible. So it's really expensive here and I'm trying to not be sick or maybe not go to doctor every year. <laughs> maybe I'm not going to doctor maybe just once a year just for checkup. Thanks God. Uh, it, yeah. It's very expensive here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, 
you guys bring right. up a really good point because these are meant for many people who are fighting words over that because you know oh people here you talk about socialized medicine then they like go nuts it's like that's terrible i heard someone had to wait you know 10 years for some operation blah 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 things like that but at the same time they don't i think if they actually experienced another healthcare system or more of a socialized healthcare system of course there's going to be pros and cons to both but a lot of people here there's a lot of i would say they don't understand that right and right. there's a lot of fear about it you know right i think that you know the country size population size all matter in in, in terms of how effective it can be but i think you can't be completely state run but you can't be completely private it should be more of a mix i, I agree yeah. yeah like yeah. when you go over there you go to the doctor you pay right away like pay the same day and it's very cheap you don't have to worry too much and here they're going to send you the bill later and i don't know how to pay i call and they take forever to call and i don't mm -hmm. know how mm -hmm. and i forget it and just go to death collection agency mm -hmm. yep. well, this is the time i was so scared like was that going to be uh, impact my credit score it's just because you sent they sent the wrong address or i moved mm -hmm. or something right so yeah, that's not your fault. It, and sure. yeah, I love it how like, you know, you go to the doctor's office and then you'll get a, a bill in the mail or email a couple of weeks later and you got to pay it. And if you forget it, like you said, I know that well, something like that can happen. Right, right. So over yeah. there, things quick and maybe cheaper, faster, and especially children's free. Mm -hmm. So probably Japan just encourage people having more children because they have many old people. So probably yeah. that's because of that, all the children's free. Yes, now I have, I'm not sure how old right now, but I mean, elementary school, they are free, right? Depend on each city or, uh, but. Yeah, generally, yeah, like up until up until college, most at most school in the US see the free or very low cost. What? Oh, no, um, we're talking about healthcare. Healthcare, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Healthcare for, yes, for children. So in Japan, most of the cities or prefectures, mm -hmm. um, until the child turns like what twelve or something like oh, that, yeah. all the age, all yeah. the medical fees paid by yes. by the government. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that yeah. is amazing. And then also, uh, it's a little bit maybe offline, but uh, the when you actually give a birth mm -hmm. you know government pay you right yeah yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know how much three thousand four thousand yeah. dollars because right they now. because they want you to have children yeah. <laughs> wow that's that's unheard need, that's impossible here because yeah, in the states i think it's like one of the most one of the most expensive countries to have a child yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's one so, thing to think about when we had thing about payments like because cost of living in Japan is so reasonable, except for some other like food, it's expensive. But America, because of the cost of living and the healthcare and everything is so expensive, mm -hmm. the pay, the salary actually going up every year about 3%, that's the Federal Reserve. They request the company that way. Interestingly, in Japan, the salary has not been changed for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I did some research and I saw about that to compare with pricing between Japan and U.S. Oh, that's very so, interesting. And that leads then yeah. that leads into the next point we can discuss is like salaries in, in comparison, like, you know, and how that affects your cost of your style of living based on where you're living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's very okay. interesting. 20 years and they have not up, upped it. Because Japan have a deflation, like um, they're trying to make, get people buying more, paying more. But people are just saving more. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Japanese people think more about long term. Instead, like America, I give you a house, I give you a car, now you work to death to pay my debt. Yeah, <laughs> it's only 30 years. <laughs> well, I mean, unfortunately, that is definitely more common than I'd like to admit because I think there's, a, they think 75% of Americans have less than $1,000 in their savings accounts. I think that was a statistic wow. from a few years ago. Now, and among millennials, it's even worse. And then Gen mm -hmm. Zers, we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, Americans are definitely a heavy consumer culture. And I think one of the biggest double-edged swords that are credit cards, for example, that's a whole other topic, but I think that's a big mm -hmm. thing where other countries, they're not as credit happy as from my own experiences and just from learning about them. But here, I mean, right. people love credit cards. Yeah. It's okay, we have Apple Pay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so specifically, you know, would you say that the salaries are better here or better in Japan for the same same type of job? Here, it's better here actually. Uh, average American about maybe fifty thousand per year, probably. Um, in Japan, instead, um, depend on your level. Like I have a coworker, she graduated the college, and her first year is about two thousand dollar per month. Mm-hmm. Well, twenty four thousand per year, yeah. Which is she only can take care of herself maybe, um, But in here, fifty thousand dollars is depend on where you live. Maybe if in Jackson, like where we live here, it's good to have like fifty thousand dollars. Maybe if you don't, you're not spending too much. You not eat out too much in a restaurant. You're not going to salon, hair and things too much. You're good with husband, wife, and two children. Still okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, and yeah, and that depends. Like you know, the more rural area you're in, the the more the more your the your the dollar your 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 salary goes. Whereas in like New York, making fifty thousand dollars, good luck on that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting sentiment I've heard from from Europeans and other people from other countries is that, you know. This, despite the healthcare and everything else, they like to come here to work, especially when they're younger, because they can make a lot more than back home. Mm-hmm. And that that was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Like they have better, maybe potentially better health benefits or more accessible med- you know, medical you know treatments, but they don't. The salaries just you know there's no comparison in many cases. I think one of my German friends said that she could make sixty, seventy thousand dollars here, whereas in Europe, the same type of job she made would make forty thousand. Mm-hmm. which you know that's, that's certainly a difference right but again so of course you know the the ere salary surely looks good but you have to pay for the high tax in the medical you know <laughs> right insurance insurance and child and, uh, care yes. mortgage but at least with taxes sometimes you get money back at the end of the year here, right? Yeah. How many children? Yeah. If you, if you maximize your withdrawal, yes, yeah. but help one. Yeah. yeah. But but um, Japanese companies, majority of the companies, they actually provide um, free housing, for example, mm-hmm. you know, to to yeah. the new graduate. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Trans- transportation, yeah. right? Daycare. Transportation, daycare, ten dollar per month. Right. Just depend right. on your income. Right. Yeah. So, so I had to pay only $200 up. for $400 for my both mm-hmm. kids. Yes, that in adds Japan, up. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. I pay in here $1,300, yeah. which is the cheapest level in U.S. Mm-hmm. maybe. Like in big city like California, maybe $1,200 for one kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Child care. Yeah. And housing. Yeah. Even a place like Jackson, Tennessee, you know, this is not a big city, but the rent you know, is still very high. Yeah, it definitely depends on the area and it depends on like, if, especially like if you're in a college town, then the rent will go up because you have a surge of, you know, of college students in the area, but it just really depends. It also depends on, on you know, security, you know, the what's available, a lot of factors, but as you said, like, you know, the rent can vary and healthcare can vary, but the, the cost of childcare here is out of this roof. Cause I've, or I'd say, you know, out of this world in a way because I have a friend she owns a daycare and she shared with me the cost like $270 a week is like on the low end and I'm just like good lord I mean that's that's gonna eat a lot of your salary I mean that's mm-hmm. yep. some people spend you know a thousand dollars a month if not more on on daycare mm-hmm. related yes. expenses and it's just like good, good goodness gracious because exactly. I, I know I have three kids, I have three kids, and then when they're like a little, I have to take them to a child care mm-hmm. uh, for three kids, all three kids. And then I, I work here, but pretty much I work for just for daycare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. it's just a summer break. Yes, exactly. you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer break is another thing. Yes, yes that's yeah. <laughs> so working, uh, of course, you know, working as, as mom and with many kids, children. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, with, without any family uh, to actually watch my kids, it was hard. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I'm glad, you know, they, uh, they don't need any more like a child care or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Suddenly, yes, it was a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I was not sure why I'm working here. <laughs> <laughs> 
and kind of and kind of going back so would you say from from your collective experiences do you do you prefer like the retirement system here or how you can prepare for retirement and the options available versus that in Japan? Or would you say they're on par or do you have maybe a, a preference? So I think the with, uh, to my, I'm, uh, you know, of course I'm starting, uh, you know, I started work here about 15 years ago and then uh, just for, I just started about 15 years ago for my retirement stuff. Not like, you know, after college, uh, graduate and then uh, starting from the freshman or anything like this so uh, uh but still i think it's a very good option in u.s uh you can manage yourself uh more i'm, I'm not sure in japan right now they have more options mm -hmm. but uh when i was in japan they actually a company took care of it okay every paycheck mm -hmm. you know we actually kind of saving mm -hmm. so uh they took that out my, my time and money that kind of stuff but here it's pretty much you can you need to control yourself right right you know, nobody actually else actually you know uh, offer you anything like this you have to control your retirement so uh it's actually you have to you have to actually study you're gonna learn mm -hmm. and then you're gonna manage but uh, i think that you know in the same time you have a lot of options no that's definitely that's definitely true because you you know depending on you definitely have options that are more passive but a lot of people definitely tend to be, want to be more involved directly with uh, how they save their money and how they invest it for retirement. So mm -hmm. it can vary. So there are different options. And I find with 401ks, are, most of them are pretty much you just start it and that you contribute, the company contributes and you just set it aside. And then a lot of people will then start their own additional funds or like a, mm -hmm. like an IRA, an individual retirement account on top of that to give them an extra level of security. Because I know mm -hmm. since I'm technically a millennial, our generation, it's like, we're not, at least in my opinion, I'm not hundred percent sure social security will be around or in the same capacity as it is now. So we're at least I'd say I'm hedging my bets that I'd rather be prepared if it's not here or so, it's good. And then uh, I see something like the news in Japan, uh, so government actually recommended to have a uh, 200 or $300,000 for retirement, but I don't think it's enough for thousand dollars for just retirement in the US and then uh, also Japan also. Yeah. Uh, social security in Japan, I don't know how much they're gonna right. actually cover for maybe uh, the age right now for the people who retired, maybe okay, but at my age, mm -hmm. I don't count anything. Of course, more I don't I don't live in Japan anymore, so I don't have mm -hmm. one, but uh yeah you have to i mean right now i, I don't so much trust about japanese uh retirement like uh social security so uh i think right now we have to actually work on yourself to saving for that retirement you know invest retirement right right yeah i think people are generally losing confidence in the ability for not having to you know, put it all they'll, they'll take care of it and people are realizing oh maybe they will maybe they won't i'm gonna maybe do some things myself as well right, right i think that's definitely a growing sentiment not only here but other places as well but yeah i think that's that's interesting you know and i'd say retiring in the u.s with 200 to 300 thousand dollars you could maybe make that work if you moved somewhere very rural yes. or right. a very low cost of living but i think the, the the what they recommend now is having at least half a million if not more by the time you right. retire yeah. Right. Yeah. Or another growing trend I found is that I'm not sure if it's huge, but it's definitely increasing is the number of Americans retiring abroad, at least part time to Mexico, mm -hmm. to the Caribbean, mm -hmm. because the costs are so much lower down there that they can make their retirement savings last a lot longer. You know, a lot of them may not want to sever their, sever their ties with the U.S. You know, they want to be able to come back, but they'll spend more time down there and then come mm -hmm. back to the U.S. You know, time to, from time to time. Mm. Yeah, that's a plan. That's my dream too. <laughs> half of the year, stay in Japan. Half of the year, maybe. Yeah. You just live in the US. Uh, yeah. That's my uh, retirement life. My dream retirement yes. life. Yes. That sounds good. I think a lot of people these days, it's like you can you can use your career, your job, you know, your salary, and how you save for retirement. All those all those different vehicles you can then try to work them out to way to your to your benefit when you do want to retire to be able to live the life you want when you retire because too many people they get to retirement and they just struggle because they didn't 
prepare or put the time and effort to do that. You know, you know, not going to cast judgment on that, but that's up to that depends on a number of factors. Mm. That's no, that's great. That's I think that's a really, really, yeah. Just like how many benefits that affects so many things. You know, with your personal lives, your children, retirement, you know, health, travel, everything. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've already kind of touched on work style and, you know, relationship with coworkers. So kind of going in, you know, kind of wrap, wrapping up the, the episode today, was, was there anything else or anything interesting that you guys would thought may contribute to what we've discussed, t- you know, touching on, you know, communication methods, you know, kind of the business culture, you know, company benefits broken down into these factors, and then also the relationships, you know, with your coworkers and your superiors. Yeah. In a way, of course, uh, uh, the cultures. Uh, but bottom line is we, I mean, as a human, human. So uh, the communication, email, or you know, verbal, or face to face, or whatever, or my online. But uh, I think we shouldn't forget about you know we are human, not the robot. <laughs> so uh, one way, just only one way communication. It's maybe sometimes good thing, but actually, still we need to actually. Don't we, sh- we shouldn't forget about we actually communicate with human, mm. you know. Mm. So uh, uh, that's a uh, uh, some small talk. Maybe that's important, and maybe you know just you know only for uh, work-related topics. Uh, maybe sometimes okay too, but uh, yeah, we need to respect. I guess either way, that's right, uh, that's right. exactly respect knowing each other. Each other. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we are different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna be uh, American. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Japanese. Yeah. And then, uh, but uh, uh, you know, not just because the race or anything. Just sort of as each personality and you know, knowing each other and respect each other. That's uh, you know, different com- culture, different countries, but it's same. That's that's mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. No, very very well said. At the end of the day, it's all about respect. You should respect everyone, and they should respect you, regardless of where you're from, where you look like, you know, culture, religion, society, whatever. Yes. And I think that's right. very important, and unfortunately, that sometimes does not always uh, pan out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a deep, deep conversation. Oh yes, that's very. <laughs> <laughs> it's well beyond the confines of our topic for today. <laughs> yeah. For me, um, and one thing that we spend here every day, eight hours or more, actually spend a lot of time in life. So I make work life is like enjoyable, like my real life. And actually, regardless where you're from, yes, we all have a consensus same with human. So I do care about other people, like maybe sometimes misunderstanding. I don't know how to talk and how to explain the way that I like to ask. But in the end, people understand and how I care about them. We build a trust relationship and it's get over everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like we make work successful together, working team. Mm-hmm. If we do care about others, we respect others and like work related, not personal attack or anything. So make work like enjoyable and like family. <laughs> yeah. That's that that actually make me can stay here that long. Well, five, six years for me is long. <laughs> <laughs> You're an American. <laughs> yeah, the same. Regardless of where you're from, you're you know working in Japan or America. I think it's about humility. I think this is this is me um, as an old person. Like I hear a, a lot of young people saying, uh, overuse the word independent. Oh, I'm such an independent person. Mm-hmm. I pay my own bills, and I you know I have my own car, my own house. Blah blah blah. I'm so independent, but dude. You know, you you can't live on your own, even at work, you know, like my job, if I don't have others, I can't do my job, you know, our job manufacturing, thanks to the associates who are actually making the parts, I have this job, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, think, it's a team effort. 
exactly yes. anywhere you go i think you can't forget humility and you always have this appreciation of others you know then naturally okay what can i do to contribute to this team instead of uh that's not my job <laughs> no, and that's a very big, big point <laughs> yeah. yeah and exactly and you know there's definitely there's it's kind of like you know you have to you have to kind of really there's so many circumstances it's or situational i would say because yeah some things may not be my job but i can at least refer you to where you need to go or give you advice exactly on that. or exactly. you know or if it's something that's yeah. really ridiculous hey i'm that's i can't do that i don't have authority to do that but at the same time just you know don't just you know brush them off but you know just yeah, make, exactly. give them a, a, somewhere to go like if someone comes to right. me and then you talk to another department hey i'm sorry this is a different wrong department but i'll transfer you there or oh I'll get, here's the information yes. contact them or exactly because when you're at work you're not here for yourself mm -hmm. yes you're getting paid you know but you're here to help others you exactly. know that that's the definition of work so and i think that it's, i think that an unfortunate thing that's growing is i think people are just becoming more about what can i gain and they don't Care exactly about it's about me them. what's in it for me <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah granted we all have to be a little selfish for our own for our well own well-being but it's there's a, there's a limit of what you can be and it's like i'm part of a job i'm part of a team but i just find right. i just find more and more people they're just they don't they don't want, they don't want to be bothered i go i go do my job don't bug me and it's just kind of like oh exactly okay. Exactly. That, that's just sad to me because it's like yeah just because you're at work doesn't mean you have to be like you know like you said a robot or on autopilot it's like you know have mm -hmm. some make my, one of my favorite ads is you got to make work fun right yeah human interactions exactly yes. so mm -hmm. well guys it's been a great discussion today i thought it was interesting kind of going into all these these different areas of emphasis and kind of breaking them down across the four of you and you know it's interesting to see that you know since you know, we have between all of us, we have three countries represented and three different, you know, types of work experiences represented. And, and in all of your cases, you guys have all worked in more than one. So that's, that's really neat. So um, I just wanted to thank you guys for taking the time and coming on today. And I'm sure this is, most people listening will find this quite interesting. So I appreciate all the time and effort. And this has been another episode of International Immersion, and we will see you on the next one. Please let us know what you think of the podcast, and if you have any interest in sharing your own experiences or ideas, feel free to email us at internationalimmersionpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll happily get back to you.